0: My name is Rupert Baker and I played leading and cross Malcolm with the series London's Burning. I did the original Jack Rosenthal pilot and then I did the sort of first six years, I think I left 92, 1992 and I think we shot the pilot in 1985 because I can remember them building Canary Wharf in the background we could see that going on when we are out doing exercises. So there you go. I did a film for BBC Screen 2 with the director Les Blair and it was a devised, uh, improvised piece about an advertising agency and it came my way because uh, they needed somebody who could draw or had a bit of a sort of uh, art background. And one of the things I did when I first started in the business, in between when I, if, when I was trying to get acting work, was I used to draw story, storyboards and things like that, and do titling. I did a I did a thing for Wogan on the Orient Express, Orient Express uh, for Queenscape Productions, designed a logo for them. Anyway, so. Um, that was the sort of starting point and Les had done a very famous show in the 70s, Law and Order and various things, The Nation's Health I think and he produced Mike Lee's first film and both of them were, were very sort of pioneering on, on this thing of devising and improvising so I went and saw Les, and he got a good sense of humour and we did some improvisations, I think we ended up doing an improvisation that went for six hours Anyway, I was in Honest, Decent and True and I um, played a, a dope-smoking um, art director and um, we had some very good people in it. Richard, uh, Richard Grant, Richard E. Grant, uh, Arabella Weir, she was my copywriter partner and uh, Gary Oldman was a struggling artist off in a flat. I mean, it was a very good lineup, and they had to... Uh, the brief was they had to try and sex up a, a lager from... Uh, a fairly traditional um, brewery that wanted to get into the kind of cocktail market. Anyway, that was that, so I knew Les from that, and then I got a call out of the blue um, for this, but I didn't know that it was um, a drama at all. I thought it was actually a training film for the um, London Fire Brigade. So I went along to that and saw Les, and um, Richard, I think, was along at... uh, my first meeting as well and we read sides together um, and I can't remember who else Uh, but anyway uh, then they mentioned Jack Rosenthal and then everything obviously fell into place I thought well that sort of can't be bad because I mean Jack is sort of you know was a kind of television god you know the knowledge and all the wonderful work that he did so it sort of went on from there and then I think we all met up a few weeks later or about a month later and we had another table read, and then poor Knight said to us at the end, well, you know, you've got it as long as you don't ask too much money, and that was it. And then we had this uh, famous white wine from the 21st floor uh, opened in the uh, rehearsal room. Everyone used to joke about the, um, the white wine from the 21st floor, where the LWT did all its sort of a social entertaining. So that's it in a nutshell. Um, I don't know what was in their mind, um, but in essence, no. I was always, I think, looking at Malcolm, but I think they were probably mixing and matching. I think they were, we were in sort of clumps of six or whatever, or they got some people in place. I did hear something, and I don't know how true this is, so don't quote me on it, but I think they'd already got one line up, but then uh, the powers that be said, no, they're too old, we want to do it younger. So uh, that probably maybe strengthened all our chances. Um, and it, it just went on from there. I mean, the thing is with casting, as you know, it sort of, in the end, it does itself. And also you get chemistry, and uh, you, know, you see what works and what, what doesn't, and um, there you go. Um, I mean, we all gelled, all the people that ended up doing it. Um, there was a sort of rapport, or frisson, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, and, and that, that's terribly important on camera. Well, it's terribly important anywhere, really. But more so on film, I think. Yeah. Uh, my father, who was a, a doctor in Deal, used to work quite closely with the various services, the ambulance and the fire lot. and. Uh, there was a department store downtown opposite my dad's surgery and his practice where uh, him and Dr Hanratty and Sigil, Sybil Kinghorn worked and next to that there was a department store and that caught fire, a massive blaze and um, you know to the ground about one wall left standing. So. Of course, in those days, we weren't online, so lots of prescriptions and notes for the surgery were in the building. So John ended up, my dad ended up going in with the fire chief and trying to pull out paperwork and documentation. while well, they could because they thought it would spread on to Bank House. Uh, anyway, later in the day, after they'd done that, when they were damping down, I got taken down to sort of see the scene and, you know, meet the old fireman. And um, so that was my first experience of fire. And then leading on from that, I got taken around the new build fire station because they had a new fire station built in deal in the sixties. And uh, so I remember that and it's, um, it was all terribly modern and zhuzhy at the time, but of course now it's sort of probably a, a retro piece. So those are, were really my sort of first points of contact with the fire brigade. Um, but you know it, it didn't figure any more in my life beyond that, but it was just an interesting tie up or segue to um what happened later. so I was very attuned to it and i was I was very happy to um be involved with something like that. The first thing we did was the pilot the two hour film and um can't remember what we kicked off with, what we what we shot in the first day, but that was uh, that was the first thing, and that was um, in the summer um, of God, I can't remember eighty five or something, more. Um, and then of course there was a problem with the series because the series was all set to go, and then there was a strike at LWT, uh, something to do with I. Like, I don't know who it was, it was something on the technical side so everything sort of went on hold for a bit um, and you know time tipped by and uh, and then you think oh well, well that was great doing the film but maybe the the other thing, the series is not going to happen so you know you just have to open up for business and kind of move to the next thing um, and I was off doing rep in Ipswich and uh, I got a call, and then they sent a couple of scripts up to me to look at. And this was about two years after the event. Um, and they were good. They were very, very good. And uh, I, I went back to my agent Bill and just said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. It was a good profile for the character. And, yeah, having done the movie and um, enjoyed it, I was very happy to sign up. Well, I mean, who wouldn't be... we did actually find somebody who was like a doppelganger who was um, public school and I think ex-army and was working um, in the brigade and I think he even had a sports car Um, so the character really was not sort of a million miles away from what is actually out there as we know in life things sort of uh, aren't pat and they do line up in very unusual ways so basically what i do is i always write a biography for myself just so that i have the thing underpinned so i i know the character and uh, then i flesh that out from there so you know what school he went to what he's done in his life prior to that you know hopes fears dreams where he buys his socks you know what he reads, what he eats—it all sounds stupid, but it all kind of actually does build up a very good picture in a picture for yourself, and then um, you go on from there. Um, so I—I I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but I think I had him going to Wellington School, which I had been down to on a, just an opening day and beyond that you just riff and you find things in your own life and you find things in other people's lives and you just stick it together from there and then things evolve over time as well because you know as you do other things kind of come up to you and you know it gets built from there there had fairly recently been riots in London and uh, Brixton and uh, and various other places. It, it'd been quite heated and quite bad. You probably know the thing that uh, Jack Rosenthal had a uh, a nanny and her boyfriend was a fireman and used to kind of come off duty and pop in for breakfast and would kind of sort of say what had gone on and everything and that set Jack's mind ticking to this could be a potential story um, and series. So anyway, you'd had these riots, and I think it was the first time also that kind of uh, brigade and ambulance and you know all the you know civil defence authorities you know were attacked. You know they were normally you know if people are in the front line just trying to do something like get uh, injured people out and you know put fires down, but no, this sort of came under really quite heavy fire, uh, you know rioting and all that. So that sort of uh, figured as a template, um, and for the end of the movie, of course, because the character that uh, Gary MacDonald played um, gets killed. They drop a paving slab out of a block of flats on him, which is awful, and he's just uh, qualified properly for the brigade, um, and um, then that happens. So that was the sort of uh, the backbone to it and uh, it was shot in the summer and Les did a very good job and you get this feeling when you watch the film of the tension simmering in all the communities and, um, and then the lid comes off and also there'd been Broadwater water farm and all those things so, uh, and nobody would really done anything about that so uh, it, was, it was a very very good script. There have been about three or four scripts in my life, that I've kind of, but that one I just read from end to end. That and Tumble Down, which is an excellent piece of writing. Yeah, so that was the film. And in between that, there it's all the usual stuff that happens. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, no, I can't remember. But I think there was something where the Vaseline was, doing some moonlighting and uh, he'd also been gardening for this person and they turned up there to put to put the um, garden uh, garden house out or something or other and uh, the usual things i think a cat got run over that was rescued from a tree all very black and all very funny and all stuff that happens as we know We did a bit. The, the thing is that back then, uh, the John Landis Twilight Zone film was coming to trial where the actor Vic Morrow and two child actors got killed by a helicopter. And it all went very badly wrong. Um, so, everybody that really kind of put jitters through the industry quite r- rightly so so everybody was very careful and i do remember every time we got on a ladder or did something they'd ring the insurance company and, and uh you know so the minute we turned over we were covered uh some stuff we could do but a lot of stuff you've also you've really got to get pros um but uh we did a fair amount of the uh, the firefighting and you know those scenes and uh, because the blazes were rigged so unless something kind of went badly wrong we had a few kind of close calls and we always had the brigade on set uh, we had a wonderful stunt guy, Gabe, uh, who loved it in the fact the more the worse it was the more dangerous it was, the uh, happier he was and who else, did worked a lot with Alf Joint, who was a, a real legend in the business, had done the milk trade dive in the commercial uh, Peter Diamond, who'd worked with Hammer a lot. I'd worked with Peter on another l- movie, Life Force. Uh, yeah, so we had a really good crop of people uh, working with us, top flight. Um, a lot of people were working in TV because the film industry had been you know, a bit rocky. Um, that meant you got some really top flight people to work with, which was a real result. We decided to sort of do a cliffhanger and do it sort of uh, midway through a series because then you've just got a a sort of, is he, isn't he, you know, what's going to happen. And I think I exited, uh, I think it was episode five or six, it was somewhere near the middle. Um, And um, I had a storyline with an old blitz firefighter who'd been in the ET cruise. We had a very, very nice scene down by St Paul's, Um, but it was really a toss-up between um, staying in the brigade or um, going off with the the girl I was in love with. I think the character was Helen. It's terrible; I can't remember. But she had got a job in Brussels, so she was going to, um, you know, be over the water. So. In the end, I I decided to sort of go off and live with her, and pack the brigade in. That was the the gist of it. Um, No, I decided to leave, but uh, and we all put our heads together as to what we did for an exit. Um, Little did I know it was going to go on for fourteen years. But I still think it was the right right thing because I you know I'd had the Christmas special, I'd had the original pilot, and I you know done six years. And, um, you know, you want to do other things. But, I mean, it was great, you know what I mean? Uh, So we just worked out something that was, you know... You know, there are are X number of ways of getting out of these things. You either kill somebody or you send them abroad or... Do you know what I mean? Or they disappear or, you know? So uh, there are only various permutations. But that was quite a good storyline, Yes, I mean, I, it's hazy, but I can remember us doing that, and I think we were all up in the mess, peering out the window and cracking up. We all seem to do a few things from the mess. Um, yeah, there's lots of jokes and things, sort of, as with all services, you know, wheezes and wind-ups and uh, great fun. But, I mean, you know, if you're putting your life on the line every day, you know, you've got to have some sort of safety valve so, uh, you really need humour. Yeah, that rings a bell. Colin was the butt of lots, of lots of gags. We all used to do lots of gags to each other, sort of uh, uh, when we were shooting as well, you know, within reason, because they're long days. Um. <laughs> it was a bit rotten, but it was very funny. First day that uh, Steve North was in. And uh, we were shooting down at Dockhead and um, he wanted to go to the loo. So um, he asked me where you know where the toilets are set up. You see that porter cabin up there? It's the um, the the door at the end on the left. Anyway, I sent him into the ladies. <laughs> Which he wasn't too pleased about. But we all had a laugh about that, then he got me back for something else and sort of so it went on. So really kind of childish, fun stuff. I mean, uh, you know, it's all, all good fun. I don't, and I was a butt of loads of jokes, and we, we did loads of other things to each other, you know, it sort of, a, you know, makes it all more fun. That was the lorry that went off the dock. And there is a, a potential Way of uh, entering the water and rescuing underwater, but you shouldn't do it. It is, is forbidden. But um, if I remember rightly, a couple of people went down with the, with their BAs on into the uh, into the dock of the, the harbour, and um, to try and get the driver out, and, and that that went wrong, and uh, Vaseline drowned. And I do remember shooting stuff on the side of the dock, putting Mark into a recovery position and all the rest of it. Um, that, that was a very good episode. I, I happened on it just one night on a late-night rerun when I didn't even know it was on. Um, but it was a sort of, uh, it was a complete left-field thing. There had been some kind of quite um, light, frivolous stuff prior to it and then you went bang, straight into this sort of awful accident. And it was good. Yeah, we had good writers. We were very lucky. I can only hazily remember it, but I'm, it was like a sort of commando raid. We did it at night, and we broke in, and everything. That was great fun. I can't remember which station we used uh, to break into. It was a modern build. Um, probably might be out your sort of way, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun thing. And then uh, then everything sort of. It lands on us was it around about Skase time or was it in the last series I did was it series five or I think I went through halfway through five uh, I, I can't remember but it was a good laugh doing it <laughs> the wind ups are always good fun um, and I think Skace got wind of that I was forever getting on the carpet for for doing the to doing the wrong thing, taking the line—a bit like my life, really. <laughs> yes, I can't remember what the reason was for that, but we all jumped up a, jumped up a rank. Uh, was somebody off injured from the watch or something like that? I mean, <laughs> it's a long time ago, so uh, I, I I can't kind of recall all that we did. But I do remember that happening because everybody leapfrogged up to uh, um, you. You make up to the next rank to cover the thing. So it must. It was something must have happened to Hallam uh, to Shaul when when that happened. But I I can't for the life of me think what it was. And I don't know it went on for a few weeks or something. Uh, But that that's the protocol. Yeah. Not a lot because I wasn't in it much, but the money was very nice. But I do remember going up um, Oxford Street or no, was it starting up Regent Street and was driving up in a stretch limo with Jimmy and all the lights. It was a, it was a lot of fun, um, but um, beyond that, no. it's sort of uh, I don't think it was very successful. There's nothing wrong with it, but I I didn't have much to do now. That it was a fairly fairly light ep for me or, you know, something similar, yeah, yeah. There was this guy that we talked about earlier who was um, was in the brigade. Um, Why do I think he was ex-Sandhurst or something? Yeah, I'm sure there are people like that. There there were, you know, and everybody was based on um, real people. Uh, or amalgams of people, I mean, quite often writers uh, do a composite uh, when they do a character, so you maybe nick a bit from one and you know, and fuse another bit, you know what I mean? But a lot of the people were all based on people, um, and there was a, a real charisma as well, uh, who had a, an even worse <laughs> nickname and so yeah yeah it all it all checks out not that i can really think of i've seen stuff going up a lot i lived down in the weald of kent for a while and um we did have a an arsonist uh, roving around for for one year and uh, it's terrible but you know something like that happens and then all the village turns up to sort of uh, to peer at it, and uh, I remember this particular fire. Um, they um, there was a real problem because they had a storage tank of oil near the barn, and they also had a lot of uh, machinery and, and tractors and stuff, and they didn't want the tanks to go off. So it was quite a. But in terms of my own personal life, touch wood, please God, no. My mother's dishwasher caught on fire which was quite funny, and the brigade had to come out for that. Well, I can tell you one thing, this sports car that I had, which, which was a Triumph Spitfire, which was great fun, but of course it was you know, of a considerable age, and I spent way over the odds replacing bits and pieces, but I did have, um, did have a mechanical problem, and the clutch and everything went, and the thing was issuing smoke, and I had to stop that, and the brigade came out for that, and we had a, a right laugh about that, really. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, no. Oh, they were great. Um, it's very, very good uh, in the sense that this thing of actually wor- all working together in terms of, like, we trained and we we did the training, um, the written work we kind of, uh, uh, we crammed, but and when we did the uh, various sort of Increments or sections of the brigade training, the physical stuff. We we did that, and they truncated that down into a few weeks. And we always used to uh, train before every series to kind of you know keep up to snuff. Um, So that was a very sort of bonding and good experience because we all had to sort of physically work together and uh, coordinate. And um, the other thing is, everybody has something that they don't like. Um, so when you do training, you know this all comes to the fore. Uh, some people get claustrophobic. Um, uh, some people uh, don't like heights. Um, all, all kinds of things. Uh, going down a pole for the first time is a, is a little bit unnerving. Uh, it's how you land at the bottom. Um, but you know you pick stuff up fast. But so you it builds very much for a, for a team experience and you, you were allowed, allowed to, for each other and back each other up, which is of course what you would do on a watch. Um, I mean, I don't like heights, um, so I was very glad getting to sort of engage with that and conquer it. I mean, we all ended up going up 100 foot ladders and doing a climb off onto towers and all sorts of stuff. Um, you're alright in life actually, if you, as long as you don't look down, if you look ahead. And there's a, a very precise way to to transfer from a ladder in, in, into a building or onto a building. Um, so, no, it was it was really, really good. We had a lot of laughs as well. Um, they were a really good crowd. So it was, uh, it was always a pleasure to go to work. And hang out socially. We used to have wonderful Mexican nights. Um, what was it? There was a restaurant, Break for the Border, we used to go there a lot. And, uh, but, yeah, we had a lot of a lot of Mexican nights. The Mexican thing was really quite big and everybody was putting lime in the top of beer bottles and all that, so we'd sort of go out en masse and, um, what was it, chimichangas and hot, lots of hot food. Yeah, great fun. And I mean, we'd all play football out the backyard and uh, what's the thing over the net? netball? Oh, dear me. Um, yeah. Fine, they were both very different and both very good. Um, it's funny I was watching the telly the other night and Andrew uh, popped up in Widows with lots of long hair. Uh, Andrew was 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 very good to work with and, and James Marcus as well. So, I mean James had done a lot, a lot. Uh, you need a certain kind of. Uh, Mental weight and gravity and and they they were they were both very good and but and both very different um, in how they uh ran the watch but it was very effective you do need something and i I had uh, a few scenes with um Gareth thomas who i I liked tremendously and uh he was again a very uh, an extremely accomplished um, good actor and uh, ap- again this sort of uh, gravity so when we had all the stuff with the uh, inquest after Vaseline's death I remember I had to do quite a, uh, a tough scene with him, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, wonderful guy. <laughs> <laughs> when we um when we did the factory explosion and fire and uh and also the, the railway uh, disaster we were we used to go up to peterborough because the uh we would use the neen valley railway uh, and they were happy to sort of you know stage various things with us and the trouble with these were all night shoots um and um they were build rebuilding the motorway outside the motel plus you'd got the RAF uh, would be up doing exercises and um, <laughs> it was very noisy and we used to get lots of disparaging looks in the morning because we'd be in the bar but of course what people hadn't realized is that our working day had, had finished at seven o'clock so your day is all arse about face so you come in and you you know have a couple of pints as you would and then you have your breakfast but of course the the real world they were all kind of you know off to their jobs so they probably thought we were a kind of uh, a dreadful lot of fly-by-nights they had a they had a great um, sauna and uh, jacuzzi at the hotel which was very very popular and was very good for curing hangovers and the other thing is um, if we were away on location we would spoof for the mini bar. So, you know, whoever drew the short straw ended up kind of covering the bar bill if we sort of had a, a late, late night drink, if uh, we come back from something or had a night off. So yeah. Um what else can I tell you? Um, we all had to keep well, well back on that because they used uh, Real explosives on it, so you had to be a good 500 feet away from it or something. I mean, and it really went off when it went off. Um, And we had a, uh, we went into the wrong fire once, that was quite funny. Um, We went through the wrong door, and uh, I mean, they would cover us, they'd have about three. Four cameraman and, and zaps so they would follow you um, but uh, it was all sort of uh, anyway we went in through the it was it's very eleventh hour and uh, we went in through the wrong door <laughs> and we ended up with a special effects team who sort of looked very nonplussed because they were sort of there with their kind of a gas bottles and fishtails doing the thing uh, and we felt a right load of chumps. I mean, it was actually fine you could use the tape because it was only sort of, it was the door next to the door that apparently we should have gone through. And somebody probably went through the right door. But you know, that kind of melee and sort of, uh, as things unhold, it, it actually makes for a very sort of realistic thing. As long as you know what you are doing, you can't drop the ball for one minute with fire. And the other thing is, I mean, things will flash over very quickly. We had one set that, um, that went up uh, partially, and we just all bailed out and very quickly and the brigade just sort of put the thing out but um, it did do a sort of fireball down the, the stairs and uh, I, I got my ears slightly singed but in I think it was the first series that we wore the new uh, brigade clothing um, which was fireproofed and it was it was very very good <laughs> it did the trick um, but yeah It's surprising the uh, amount of heat. I know that sounds a silly thing to say, but uh, when you're really close to something big that's going, it really chucks out quite a bit of heat. And the other thing is, you find that whatever you do, even fireproofing, um, in the end everything goes up, even with retardant. So you know you've really got to be uh, have your wits about you. the sweatshop was was tricky because that didn't sort of want to go out when you'd finished the take and it, it did all catch very easily the the interior uh, bit. But you know, uh we've got the pros there. But um yeah that was very hot working through that. I suppose the sad thing is now I don't know whether they'd let you do any of these things. We used to sort of love all the stuff. Um you know all the, we went up down a storm drain and I did an episode with Glenn and all the boys and um, I nearly got cur- carried away in the current and uh, no, it was all good fun doing, doing these things but I think now everybody's probably so health and safety conscious they, they mightn't let you near half the things that we were allowed to do, which is a pity but there you have go, got to look after people. Oh, the telephone. I think we um, we did that two times. I remember um, there is nothing like a dame. And then we did uh, something else as well, which I, when I was thinking about this, I just sort of uh, was trawling through to refresh myself. And uh, we did this other number. Um, which I can't remember, can you remember? It's from a famous show. But uh, it was a lot of fun doing it. And I do remember we had a very, very fine and famous choreographer who had worked a lot in the 60s and had done Lulu's show. I mean, because, you know, none of us were really dancers at all. But um, he made us look very, very good. And, uh, yeah, it was a good routine. We were jumping up on tables and all sorts of stuff. Quite worrying how fit we all were. Uh, well, some people are still probably fit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm still acting. Forty years later, um, the pandemic has obviously had an effect and knocked some things on the head. Uh, the guy who just rang. Uh, we're working on a project at the moment. Uh, Mark James. He's with Wide Stream Films. Mark's a very good filmmaker. He's just done this wonderful documentary about reggae called uh, uh, Studio 17, The Lost Tapes. So plug for Mark, that's well worth looking at. So we're trying to get something off at the moment, and and there are a few other things going, but I'm quite happy as we've had such a good summer, sort of just kicking back gardening and um, getting this place sorted out. No, my pleasure, Andrew. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you very much indeed.